Hello, this is Julie Ann. Welcome to the podcast show Life with Collective Purpose, about you discovering your higher purpose in life and answering the call for a shared collective healing of the world. Be inspired by our guests that reveal how they made the shift from the individual life purpose to a collective purpose to serve all. If you resonate with the guests of this show, you will be inspired to shift to a life with collective purpose and to answer the call to join our container of bright lights that will shine on the new world. I am a book publisher that has helped over 300 authors to unlock their gift and purpose by sharing their knowledge and wisdom in a book. Many of these thought leaders are now recognizing this transition from the I to the we and their call to be of service. If you need some inspiration to look at your life and understand how you too can make this shift, listen in to our show every week. Join our family as we share our stories and make connections that will help you to live a life with a collective purpose. Hello, this is Julie Ann and Life with Collective Purpose. And today I have invited Diane Lund to come back. Um, she is actually launching her book in a couple of weeks. So it seemed like a really good time to revisit um, the topic of her book and um, particularly the topic of staying small or feeling like you should not be shining as brightly as you possibly can. <laughs> we were talking about this, Diane, and I just said, hold on, let's hit the record button. <laughs> so what does it mean? What does it mean when we keep repeatedly getting these messages that people are trying to dim our light? Mm -hmm. Well, something that's happened to me all of my life, and that's what Julie and I were just talking about. When I was little, my mom, I came home with a straight A report card. I was so excited, so happy. I thought I would please my parents, but she looked at it and she she put it under the tea towels in a drawer. Mm. And then she told me, we're not going to talk about it. And I don't want you to talk about it. Instead, we're going to put Jenny, my sister's report card up on the fridge because she got all C's. Mm. And don't tell her you got all A's because, uh, you know, she'll feel bad. Mm. And I can remember feeling very, very confused as a kid, like, I can't get acknowledged when I do well, but somebody who's not doing well should be uplifted. And I, I got the idea that I should encourage my sister. I don't think my mother was trying to do this from a super negative place. I think she was trying to protect my sister and encourage her and she wanted me to do the same. But what it did for me was say, you're too big, you're too bright, stay mm -hmm. small, get hidden. We'll, we'll hide you in a drawer. Yes. And I just had the same experience at an organization this morning uh, where I was supposed to get an award and I didn't get it because other people were feeling like she gets award every time. Wow. 
Should I not shine bright? Should I not be big? Do you want me to try and hide under a blanket? Which is what I did for years. I hid my light. And Mm -hmm. I just believe, you know, I'm a a reverend with A Course in Miracles. And I believe what Marianne Williams said is just so true. She said, we're not afraid of our darkness. We all have an inner critic that we visit all the time. Mm -hmm. We're happy to listen to the inner critic. But actually to step out, to tell my story, to put it in in a book, to go public, with what I actually deeply think, well, I tell you, it just scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I did it at the beginning. Certainly it did with book one. But now book two is coming out. And I have stories like this story um, that I'm just telling you now in that book. So the book is called Turn Your World Upside Down to Get Your Life Right Side Up, Reverse Thinking Based on A Course of Miracles. Book one was about life's Big Questions, Relationships, Work, and Money. And book two, which completes the book, actually, is about health, which we are all talking about now in COVID. Conflict and fear, how to survive the daily news, which we all need. And also happiness, how to live an authentic life versus an ideal one. Yes. So we were just talking about conflict and and it feels often that the conflict is created because we are shining our light so brightly and people don't like that. Um, I mean, I'm just having this experience uh, myself with somebody, um, an older gentleman, and I'm trying to just do business. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just being professional. I'm just giving my terms i'm i'm it feels very simple to me but in response to that i'm getting what i would almost class as you know as verbal abuse because because he threatened by me you know i i'm shining very bright i'm very confident i'm very big and he's not used to a business woman or any woman or any person, I think, being that bright and that big, you know, in his presence, because he's used to being the king pin and having everybody, you know, do do things the way he wants to do things. Right. So yeah. why, why is it that people feel so conflicted or so threatened by a bright light. Well, why, why, why do they feel threatened by a bright light? Well, I, I don't know. I'm sure in every case it, it's personal. There's probably a story for each person behind, uh, you know, in his case, if he wants to be the king and if you are shining brightly, he might lose his throne. Yes. So he needs to tell you to back off because I don't want you taking my throne. Whereas hmm. another way to look at it would be, Well, we all have a throne to sit on. We all have wonderful things, gifts that we were given, natural gifts, authentic gifts that that we're supposed to add to the puzzle of life. Mm -hmm. We need to get up. We need to stand up. And you need to take your seat in that throne, the throne of who you truly are. And let that shine bright. Because when it does, it gives other people permission to do the same because the world does tell us especially women uh, no 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 no. Uh, that's too big 
that's too bright back off you, you you're 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 looking too big there you're taking up too much room you're mm. sucking the oxygen out of the room these are all things i've definitely heard before yeah i can remember they made me go small yes so there's a great great saying that i love from obama's wife she said when they go low we go high yes wow i mean this this podcast show is all about collective purpose. And I love what you just said about when you shine your, your light bright, that encourages others to do exactly the same thing. So I think this topic is so important, helping people to understand why we need to shine our, our light so bright, why we need to step into our full power and our full potential, because then we actually attract other people that can do the same thing. And then right. together we can create amazing things to bring about incredible change in the world. Right. And so I think the, the transition that we're going through is most of Western society has kind of been based on a competition model, a model of who's the winner, first, second, and third. It's the reason I've never really loved the Olympics because I don't really believe that you're a loser if you came one second behind the winner. But yeah. okay, we grew up with this competition model. But what needs to happen is we need to step into our light, do our very best, and hold hands and applaud each other and, and do it collectively because the Course says even one piece, even one person who isn't living their purpose is leaving out a piece of the puzzle. Mm. And, in or and so we all have to be connected to do that. If you think about a puzzle, it is super annoying if you did the whole puzzle and there's one damn piece missing. Yes. That's awful. I hate that. I mean, you yes. just feel so frustrated. So we need everybody to ante and rather than a competitive model, we need a collaborative model. Yes. We need to understand we're one and the same. And just because Julie's shining bright doesn't mean I can't shine bright. But from an ego perspective that believes in competition, it feels that if you get spot number one, I'm going to be left out. Right. And that's just not true. That's just not right. true. Well, yeah. That's the thought we need to change. Yes. Tell us, Diane, how do you help people through your book and by teaching some of the principles from the Course of Miracles to understand how to cope with conflict and fear and these types of challenges, what do you what do you give people in your book that uh, what tools are you giving people that help them to understand how to navigate this? Well, first and foremost, I give them the stories of my life and how these issues. So the issue of conflict, say, or the issue of feeling fearful showed up in my life and what I did to change my thinking around that. So if I go to. Um, you know, one of the chapters of that book, I just, I would have to grab it. I don't, I don't have it at this moment, but basically what I do is I tell the story of, you know, being told I'm too big, you know, dim your light, you know, da, 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 da. And so then I tell what I changed in my life so that I wasn't experiencing that 
all the time. Now, it doesn't mean that, hey, I get it all the time and I'm totally um, over fear and over conflict. No, we live in a dualistic world. You're always going to have conflict on some level because black and white, up and down, right and wrong. People are always going to be at various points on the spectrum. But if we change our mind and think from a different place, and that's what I'm trying to help people do. So in the case we just talked about, you can be competitively based and see that there's only one winner, or you can be collaboratively based and see that when we work together, we all win. And that is the kind of turnaround I like to present in the book. That's why I say it's turning your world upside down to get your life right side up so that you can have more joy. It, it feels more joyful if I can shine and you can shine and we can all hold hands and we can promote each other to me. Maybe other people will totally disagree. Oh, it just feels like that it's a utopian world if we could do that, you know, if we could actually all join hands and collectively work together for in service of the world, in service of other people to help other people, what we can achieve would be truly magnificent. And Diane, you and I have been talking about this, that it feels like this is actually happening, that we can feel this kind of rumbling (laughs) underneath us of something much bigger, some bigger purpose, some collective bigger purpose that's happening. And I certainly see from the people that I interview and how things that are happening right now, that this is happening, that people are coming together. Now, a good example of this is the uh, collaborative book that you're um, just about to launch. We are having the workshop for it this weekend and you are gathering leaders that are shining very brightly to share their miracles and to share their journey. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how bringing all of these amazing people together creates an even higher vibration? Yes, absolutely, Julie. I mean, for a long time, I had my company and I still have a creative wonders communication, but it was always me at the top, me doing it. And I've really gotten the feeling lately, especially during the whole COVID time, I no longer want it to be me. I want it to be we. I really do. I'm tired of the me. I want the we. And so just the other day, I was sitting here at my computer thinking about something totally different. And bang, this whole outline came for a collaborative book on miracles. People sharing their miracle stories. And from A Course in Miracles perspective, miracles, so really the Western thinking is miracles are rare and they're difficult and pretty much very few people have them. Course's point of view is miracles are natural. There's simply a change in consciousness, a change in perception. Instead of thinking from fear, like I'm not going to win, I'm going to lose, You know, that would be thinking from fear to thinking with love, like, wow, I really want to embrace this. I can see how this adds to my life. This builds excitement in me. So I've asked some really bright, amazing lights to join me. Um, The public actually, I did a little survey and they picked the title, The Miracle Mindset. So it will be 15 stories about how changing my mind 
changed my life. And I'm so excited to work with these bright lights and help them shine. Wow. I, I'm just, I'm excited to be uh, co-facilitating this with you this weekend. It's like, oh my God, well, you're one of the bright lights. You are, you are a bright, bright light. And how you've just dealt with what you've dealt with in your life so beautifully with such grace. I mean, sure. I know you've had your sad moments and you've been filled with grief. We all were losing a Zucker. But at the same time, you know, you aren't letting that take you down a deep black hole that you're not going to emerge from. Mm -hmm. And so that is shining your light, being an example, telling that story will shift other people, show them another way. Yes. And that's really what these stories are meant to do. They're, they're meant to take the very, um, Course in Miracles is difficult. The concepts are difficult because mm-hmm. they are exactly opposite to the way the world generally thinks. Mm-hmm. And so when people first hear the concepts, they can think, oh, that's crazy. That's dumb. No, no way. That, that, that's utopian. That will never happen. <laughs> well, the reason we say that is because that's kind of the, uh, what's out there in the world? You know, you turn on the news at night. Why Why one of my chapters is called Conflict and Fear, How to Survive the Daily News. You turn on the news or you flip up your phone and you get nothing but bad news. Mm-hmm. So it's telling you, be frightened. Be yes. very, very frightened. You could get, your house could be on fire. You could get, you know, this man got randomly shot. He was just walking down the road. This old woman was pushed, you know, smashed her head on the ground for no reason i mean it makes it seem like the world is a terribly frightening place and i guess there are places where living in the world is very dangerous but there's also places where the world is magical and joyful and incredible and uh, there was a book about a guy who was in a nazi concentration camp i forget what the, the book was but he said they can take away everything, but they can't take away your right to choose how you think. Wow. Yeah. I can choose to be in a beautiful world, even in my mind, even if I'm not. And that is just so powerful. Yes. You have that much power that even Mm -hmm. if you're in a bad place, you can choose to see it from a different perspective so that you can feel the love inside of you because you are that love. Yes. Yes. And if you're not feeling it, it's because you're blocking it. Mm-hmm. And we block it with fearful thoughts. That's how we block it. Yes. We block it by I'm too big. I'm not good enough. I should stop talking. I shouldn't let people know what I think. Cause if they know what I think, they won't like me. And we have a deep desire to belong. Yes. And a deep desire to be loved. And so if we think talking about something is going to make us less lovable, Mm. we'll shut up. Yes. My goodness, it's so true, Diane. It's so true. And I I know you were telling me earlier about, you know, some of your childhood stories and how as you were raised, you were always being told to be smaller, you know, not to be showing off or, and I, and I know I've experienced the same things, uh, through my life too. And it's, it's easy to get caught into that trap. It's so easy um, to, to be modest, you know, in England, 
you know, that's that's what we say. It's like, you know, you should be modest. You shouldn't show off. You shouldn't shine so bright. You shouldn't tell people, you know, what you've achieved or, you know, you should be modest about it, right? Yeah. And that's so wrong. Like, how can anybody, how can anybody know what, how you can help them and how you can help the world if you're modest, if you're quiet, if you're small? Well, so I, 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 I did it for years, stayed yeah. small, stayed quiet um, because I wanted to be loved and I wanted to belong. Yeah. And, you know, often that the place where that really is highlighted, Julie, is in our families. Yes, that's, yes. You know, that's why a lot of my stories are about my family, not not to hurt them, but to say this is what happened. This is what I did with it, which wasn't great for me yes. because I dimmed my light for a very long time because I was frightened. And, you know, we need to get the strength because inside we're not fear. Yes. We are actually, we didn't create ourselves. We came from the creator, whatever you want to call it, the source, whatever. And that source is light and is love. And so it's who you are. So yes. to not be who you are takes a lot more effort. We actually take, we actually spend a lot of time twisting ourselves into little pretzel shapes <laughs> so we can fit in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't that funny? Just, just rather than embrace Yes. My own happiness, my own joy and get out there. Uh, I mean, really, it's taken me decades to be able to do that and say that. And now that we are together, Julie, you and I working on two books and going to put two of them out. It's just, I don't know. It's fabulous. It's amazing. Yes, it, it is amazing. And and I, I know that those books um, the first book, which you have already launched, the second book that you are launching very soon, and the collaborative book that we have the workshop for this weekend are all projects that are going to help other people to understand that life with collective purpose is the new way forward. So, Diane, just before I leave you, please uh, let people know how they can connect with you, how they can find out about your book launching and how they can get involved with the collaborative book if they want to. There is still a little bit of time, but only a little bit of time. Yes, only a little bit of time. <laughs> if you've got a story to share and you want to be in the collaborative book, just email me at Diane, D-I-A-N-E, at creativewonders.ca that's my email you can go and look at the books order some inspirational cards at dianelundmiracles.com and find out about what is coming up wonderful so dianelundmiracles.com for information on the first book and information on the book about to be launched and the collaborative book and how you can get involved and because of the time window, which is the workshop is this uh, weekend, Saturday. Uh, if you are interested in the collaborative book, please email Diane ASAP at Diane at creativewonders.ca. Thank you so much, Diane, for being here again. Oh, my God. I just love being with you and I love talking to you. And too, I hope Julie. that together we can inspire more people to uh, live life with collective purpose. I agree. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to step into your higher collective purpose in life, head over to www.influencepublishing.com and claim your free two-hour webinar on unlocking your story and discover a family of support and love to help you embrace the collective call to purpose. Please go to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Please share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life. Until the next time, live a life with collective purpose.